Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Janice. I am super excited for today's episode, like I am for every episode, because we get to talk about the Lord, we get to get in the Word together, and just be encouraged. So I always love being able to do these podcasts, and I'm so thankful that you guys tune in and listen to them. So today I want to talk about God's gifts, and there's several scriptures I want to get into, And the Lord just really dropped this quote on my heart like last summer, I think. And it was, discover the gifts God has given you and then do something with them, which is a quote I've used a lot with my ministry, Stirred Up Women. We, one of our biggest heart desires is that women awaken to the reality of the gifts that God has inside of them, that we fan those gifts into flame, that we discover what those gifts are, that we allow God to reveal them to us, and then we actually use them because God has given us gifts and talents and callings for a purpose. And so that's a huge passion of mine, a huge desire of mine is to see people fully walking out and stepping into those gifts. And so I want to read a few verses just to start out with. I'm going to start out with Romans eleven twenty nine, and it reads, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Another version of that says without repentance, and that just simply means that he gives his gifts, he gives his callings to us each individually, and he doesn't take them back. What he's given you is for you, and really it's up to us individually to choose whether or not we use those gifts or not, and also to decide whether or not we use them for his glory or for worldly pursuits and worldly selfish Um, passions and pursuits. One great example of that is a lot of people have musical gifts, musical, um, musical anointing, musical callings, and you can look at the music industry and see that not everyone is using that gift for God and for his glory. And um, there's several other examples that I could share about that, even speaking. And I think about, like, I know that that's one gift God has given me is the gift of speaking. I have the gift of gab. And, and you can look around at like different talk shows and different things and you can see people that are really gifted with speaking and communication and all of that, but yet it's used to drum up fear and incite discord and all of those different things. And so anyway, all of that just to say that the gift that God has given you is yours and what you do with it is your choice. And so I love that verse. And then let's flip over to Romans 12, 6. And that says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. And I have that let us use them like circled in my Bible with an arrow because God has given me gifts and I want to use them. I don't want to have dormant gifts in my life. And this might sound like morbid, but I have drove by cemeteries before. And I've thought like, I've had thoughts of like, I wonder how those people live their lives. I wonder if they ever discovered the call and the gifts that God had for them. And I wonder if they really walked out their purpose while they were here on this earth. And it kind of 
I don't know, like when I had that thought one day as I drove by the cemetery, it really was like, I don't know, it was like almost a pain in my heart thinking that there are people that are alive even now that don't know what God has called them to. They don't know what their gifts and calling are and they're kind of just going through the motions of life and day in and day out the monotony of it all and not truly walking out their purpose and calling. And so anyway, I just pray even right now that God begins to reveal to you the gifts that he's given you and that he just gives you the boldness and the courage to step out in them, whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you. And I know I shared a few examples, but obviously the gifts God has given are innumerable. It could be so many different things that God has given you. And I love, we talked about this actually on my last podcast that I did with Blake. And you guys can go back and listen to that if you didn't. We talked about how to discover what God has called you to, to discover your gifts and all of those things. And like, how do we do that? And one thing that Blake said that I loved was, look at what you're passionate about. Look at what moves your heart. Look at what you care about. And so I look back at my own life as I was even thinking about this podcast and everything that I'm going to share. And another thing that I just thought about was also looking at the areas of your life that have been attacked the most. And so for me, I know two things that I'm definitely called to do, gifted in, is speaking and writing. And I look back over my life and I think, wow, how how much the enemy has attacked those areas. And then also the gift of humor. God's given me a gift of humor. And I just want to touch base on all three of those things. So for writing, I remember being as young as, I don't even know, seven, eight years old maybe, and just loving writing, loving words, and just God giving me away with words and writing like my first short story at a very young age, maybe 10, 11, something like that. And I remember like being like made fun of, even though it was, it was just a silly little whatever story. And I didn't, I never finished that short story because I was discouraged and just whatever cut off. And so for several years, I didn't write. I didn't um, do anything with that. I would write poetry from time to time, but I, I never was bold enough to share it and just was really, really, really insecure in that gift. And so in the past few years, and God's really been taking me on this journey of freedom from the fear of man, which the fear of man is not just, oh, I'm fearful or afraid of man. It's caring about the opinions of other people, caring more about what people think than what God thinks. And um, the Bible even says that fear of man is a snare. And I quote that scripture all the time because it has been such an impactful verse in my life and getting over that fear of man and still going through that as God continues to set me free from that fear of man and not caring. And I remember I remember um, sharing poetry like in the past few years that I was like, okay, like this is super vulnerable for me. I don't know how it'll be received. I don't know what people's reactions will be. But I remember thinking like, I feel like I'm supposed to share this. Someone needs to hear this. And then as I've been doing it, God has just been affirming that gift through the encouragement of other people and just seeing the impact that me being vulnerable and willing to share my gifts um, has, has just made it such an impact and it's encouraging. So I do that like with Stirred Up and on my podcast, I have different episodes where I share my poetry. I'll post it on social media. Um, I share sometimes at church, whatever. And so I love I love this verse in Romans that says, 
um, to let us use those gifts. So that's my desire is to use the gift of writing, poetry, all of those things for the Lord. And then, um, yeah, so a lot of you already know this season I have, the season of my life, I've written a book. And so that is actually in the editing stages right now with my publisher. And so that is so encouraging and so exciting. And I know that if God had not really walked me through the process of healing and stepping out into everything he's called me to, I, I wouldn't have been able to write that book because I would have been too insecure to put it out there. Like I, I like to say, it's like putting your heart out there to the world. But the cool thing is whether it's received well or not by someone, it doesn't matter because I'm being obedient. So that's that's pretty much where I'm at. That's where my attitude is at with that. And then another area that I know God has gifted me in is is a gift of humor. And so I remember being as young as elementary school. This is so crazy to me. I remember being as young as elementary school and I was always the funny girl. I was voted class clown my senior year. Like I was always a funny girl, very quick witted, funny, just sometimes I make myself laugh just because stuff just spews out of my mouth and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually really funny. And, but I remember being as young as elementary age and crying myself to sleep at night and asking God to change that in me because I looked around and I compared myself to all the other girls in my class and no one else was really like that. No one was goofy and funny and silly and, and all of that. And I was like, I don't want to be like this. Like, I don't want to be so I want to just be like everyone else. And which is so the opposite of how I am now. I'm like, Lord set me apart. I want to be set apart unto you. But at that young age, the enemy just attacked that gift in me. And so I would go through seasons of like letting that gift flourish and then seasons of like hiding it and trying to just be the serious girl. Well, that didn't really work out that great for me, but <laughs> it was, it's very difficult to hide a gift inside of you. But um, yeah, just that battle, that turmoil of like hating who God created me to be and then now having the freedom to just be who God's called me to be. And I've had the awesome privilege of speaking at several women's events and God has allowed that gift of humor to be used. And I remember, was it two or three years ago? I feel like I'm losing track of my life. I don't know if that's anybody else, but this whole year has flown by. So anyway, I think it was two or three summers ago. I remember someone prophesying to me that I had a gift of humor and that God wanted to use it to encourage the body of Christ and that the oil of my joy would splash on the body of Christ and like refresh them and that they needed laughter and medicine. The Bible says that um, laughter is like medicine. And I remember looking at her like, yeah, okay. Cause I wasn't in a place, a super healthy place in my own life. I was walking through a lot of pain and healing and all of that at that point in my life. And I'm thinking, I don't even have encouragement for myself. How in the world could I get up on a stage and encourage anybody? Also, I have no desire to be in front of people like, no, thank you. So anyway, anytime I get words from people, I always am like, okay, Lord, if that's you, and I always shelf them like, you know, Lord, if that's you, I want it. If it's not, whatever. But honestly, when she spoke that, it resonated with my spirit and I knew there was truth in it and I trusted her too. So I definitely was like, okay, Lord, I, I really believed that it would happen. I just had a hard time with where I was at seeing how that was going to happen and so anyway, fast forward a few years and now God has me on platforms and sharing my gift of humor and it's it's been really cool. I cannot tell you 
the amount of people I've had even in like the last, well, how long has it been? I think last October was the first time that I ever really started like teaching the word and um, kind of pairing that with humor. And I re- I cannot tell you how many people that I've had say, have you ever heard of Shonda Pierce? You remind me of Shonda Pierce. And I love Shonda Pierce. I'm telling you, I love Shonda Pierce. That is such a compliment to me. And I'm just like, Lord, okay, now I can look back and see how God journeyed me through the process of where I was to where I'm at now. And it's it's so cool and it's so beautiful. But that gift of humor that was so hidden and that I hated, honestly, I just hated that in myself. Now God is using to encourage the body of Christ, just like he said he would. And yeah, and I, I have other things regarding um, the gift of humor. I don't think I'm going to share that, just different attacks that I've had. Regarding that, I will just say that it, it's it been definitely a strong area of attack in my own life. And and then speaking, I remember being told all the time that I talk too much. And I will say that I probably do compared to most people. But it really created like an insecurity in me. And it made me think that what I have to say doesn't matter. And what I have to say isn't valuable. And so I don't need to be heard. I just need to be quiet. And I remember sitting through so many Sunday schools and so many different group settings and feeling like I had so much inside of me to add and to contribute to the conversations and to say, but I was just so afraid to open my mouth. And if you know me at all personally, you know that I am not shy. I am like an extrovert with a capital E. And so most people would be like, seriously, like you don't ever have a problem saying anything. I really have never struggled with talking in general but when it comes to like serious conversations and things that are like of depth I had this major insecurity of saying something wrong or being misheard or miscommunicating what I'm trying to say or what's on my heart and so it just kept me quiet in a lot of areas even though people who know me would probably say I've never heard you be quiet in your life I can look back and just see how the enemy really had a muzzle over my mouth for a long time And then now, obviously, God is using me for podcasting and speaking to women and different things and and even outside of any sort of quote-unquote platform, just speaking life into people one-on-one and to my friends and people around me, all of that. It's it's been really cool. So I love all of that. I love all of that. I love that God has set me free in those areas. And so I'm just releasing that over you if you have areas of your life where you know you've had major attack, that God would just open your eyes to the possible reality that maybe that's an area of your life that he wants to use you to reach the world around you, that he's gifted you and anointed you in those areas to impact this world. So I'm believing that for you. So I want to read um, the parable of the talents, and you can find that in Matthew and Luke. Those are both in the New Testament. They're parts of the four gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to specifically look at Matthew 25, 14 through 30, but I also want to let you know that you can find the same parable from the perspective of Luke in Luke 19, 11 through 27. So I'm flipping my Bible to there right now if you hear pages turning. I love, 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 love the word of God. And so I just pray if that's not something that you're super passionate about, Um, I can say this without any condemnation whatsoever because I have not always been super passionate about reading the word of God, 
But I just pray that if that's not a priority in your life or something you're passionate about, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you develop a spiritual hunger for the word of God because it is living, it's active. There is so, it's all truth. There's so much in this word for you today. And one of the biggest lies that the enemy has fed believers is that the word of God is outdated, irrelevant, and not needed for today. And hello, father of lies. That is such a lie. There is so much truth in in the word of God and so many things that can set you free. And if you're familiar at all with the armor of God, part of the armor of God that we can have spiritually speaking as believers is the sword of the spirit. And that is the word of God. And so God actually gave me this vision during quarantine, which I won't get into all of that because that would be a major rabbit trail, but it was a vision of different swords that people have. And some of them were, some of them, it was just like the handle of the sword, but the sword, there was no blade. Some of them were super dull. Some of them were in sheets. And so anyway, the biggest takeaway of that is like, we as believers need to have sharp swords and we can only have sharp swords when we're in the word of God. Um, And when we know the word of God, we can use that sword spiritually throughout our day and throughout our lives just to take our stand against the enemy. So anyway, that could be a whole podcast just talking about that vision. And I may have released it in a podcast. I don't remember. I know I released it on Facebook. But anyway, so I digress. We're going to read Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And this is the parable of the talents. And so in the book of Matthew, Jesus told a lot of parables, which, which is just a Christianese way of saying stories, metaphors. And so we're going to read this uh, and just know that this is Jesus speaking. So it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. So he's given five talents, two talents, and one talent according to their own ability. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord, who, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he had... Excuse me. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, You delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So I just want to stop right there for a second and just point out the fact that both of these people had two different amounts of talents that they both took and used and received a return for those talents. And their Lord's response of, to that wasn't like, wasn't even about how much they had. It was about what they did with what they had. And so even though the one had five according to his ability and the other had two according to his ability, 
Some might look and say, well, the one with five did more than the one with two. But in reality, they both invested all that they had and they both received a double return on their investment, on their sowing and reaping, however, whatever verbiage you want to use with that. They both invested all that they were given and received back double portion. And the response of the Lord was the same for both of them. And so I just want to want to talk about that for a second because a lot of times people will say things like, okay, I mean, we'll look at people like Stephen Furtick or Michael Todd or Joel Osteen or whoever is in your sphere of influence that you enjoy listening to or someone who's on a, a major platform and we see them and we're like, wow, they're, they're, they have way more talents. They are investing way more. Their return is way bigger. Their congregation's bigger. Their following is bigger, whatever. And we think like their reward is greater. But the reality is that success in ministry, whether that's on a platform or just your everyday life, I say this all the time, success in ministry is obedience. So if you're taking what you've been given and you're doing with it what God has called you to, that is success. And one of the biggest traps of the enemy is the trap of comparison. So I just want to encourage you to figure out what God's giving you, do something with it, and not look at other people and what they're doing with even similar things. Like for me, I could look at people that are doing other, that are doing podcasts or women's ministries or writing books or whatever and be like, well, you know, my book only did this well, which I can't say that now because my book hasn't published, but, or my podcast only gets this many listens or whatever. I've only been able to have this many women at my events or whatever. And thank God that's not an area that I'm, I wrestle with at all because comparison, God spoke to me about that a long time ago and, and walked me through just the importance of not allowing myself to compare myself to other people and what they're doing, to just focus on what God has called me to do. And that's it. So, all right, moving on to verse 24. It says, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who who does not have... Even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I'm just saying (laughs) this, this parable of the talents is intense and it's, and it's really, it should be read with a sober mind that, that we, and there's so much I want to say right now, Lord, help me. We want to be faithful with what God has given us. We want to take what he has been given us and use it to impact this world. And God was just showing me even a few weeks ago concerning this parable and just the reality of what we're given and what we do with it. He was just showing me every time you invest in people, which is one of the two greatest commands to love God and with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love people. Anytime that I'm investing in people, this is just what he showed me personally. And I believe this is for everyone there is always um, an increase, um, how do I want to say it, 
a, like a multi-fold return on that investment. Like when we're investing in people and pouring into people, then they're going and investing in people and pouring into people and so on. It is such a good investment, spiritually speaking, when we're pouring into people, investing in people, giving them our time, our resources, our wisdom, our heart, all of those things. And so my biggest question as I close out this podcast and the biggest challenge that I have for you is what are you doing with what you've been given? What are you doing with what you've been given? And this is definitely not a message to bring condemnation. I do not believe at all that I serve a God who is a God of condemnation, but I do believe that he challenges us. He provokes us. He convicts us and gives us that, that nudge to, Hey, Let's go this way. Let's do this. Let's change our thinking about this or whatever. And so that's, that's again, my challenge to you. What are you doing with what you've been given? And so I just pray that this encourages you to really be stretched and encouraged to discover the gifts God's given you and then do something with them to not live your life day in and day out, wondering what you were created for. I'm believing that even as you're listening to this podcast, that God is going to begin giving you revelation of what he has called you to, the gifts he has been giving you, even revealing the lies of the enemy, even from the time of your childhood until now that you've believed and he's going to eradicate those in your life and just bring truth and light to them and allow you to be able to use all of the gifts, all of the things, all of the talents that he's given you for the the glory of God, for his kingdom, for the furtherance of his kingdom here on earth. And so I just want to go ahead and close out in prayer. Like always, if you ever have anything that you need prayer for, or if you just need encouragement or want to talk more about this, I know that I try to keep my podcast under half an hour just because I know most people listen to these either while they're working out or, or in commute to work or whatever, getting ready in the morning. And there's so much more that I could even talk about with this topic. And so if you want to talk about this more or or hash out more things that I that I shared in this podcast, please reach out to me. I'm on social media. You can whatever, message me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, email me. And I would just love to share more of my heart with you, to hear your heart, to pray with you, pray for you, and all of those good things. So I'm going to go ahead and close out my podcast in prayer and just pray that you guys stay encouraged. Father God, I thank you so much for your goodness, for your kindness, for your faithfulness, for your mercy, God, and for your lavish love that cannot be measured and that cannot change. God, I thank you for each and every listener on this podcast, Lord, and I pray that they would be strengthened and encouraged in every area of their lives. God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation for them. God, I pray that you would reveal what you have given them, the gifts and the callings that you have given them that you will not take back. God, the gifts that you have put inside of them that are irrevocable without repentance. God, and I ask for every dormant gift that is lying inside of my listeners to be awakened, to be discovered. God, I ask for a supernatural increase of boldness and courage to use every gift that you've given them for your glory. God, I pray for just a fresh outpouring of your spirit on everyone who's listening. God, I pray for encouragement over their lives. God, I pray that you would give us all just a deeper spiritual hunger and thirst for righteousness, God, because your word says that when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
we will be filled. God, you satisfy the longings that we have. You fulfill every desire that is within us, God, and I thank you that you are intimately acquainted with all of our ways, that your plans and your purposes for our lives are good, and that you are good. Father, I thank you for your goodness again. In Jesus' name, amen. 